Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slicers, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by Ford Champ. I am one of your hosts, Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick. Nick, how much snow you got up there? Too much. Too much snow? <laughs> so much snow right now. Yeah, not as much as you, but no. there. just got this last night with the head and the shovel out today, but uh, yeah, more than I would like. Yeah. But you know what? There's some warmer weather on the horizon, which gives me a little bit of hope that some of the snow will start melting and that, you know, yeah, golfing season isn't too far away. I know we're probably still a month at least, but for us, I don't think we're going to hit the uh, earliest I've ever been out date this year. Doubtful. Yeah. What day was that? I mean, if if that happens, there's going to be, or for that to happen, there's going to be some serious flooding. (laughs) (laughs) If the weather warms up enough to melt all the snow, it's going to be, we're going to be in a state of emergency with flooding. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have a bunch. Yeah. It's crazy. I was going to move south, but I don't want to get all that snow like you have. (laughs) You can move south. South isn't the problem. It's don't don't get by one of the the big Great Lakes bodies of water. Yeah, the big bodies of fresh water that's out there. Those are dangerous. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? Don't even don't go to don't don't go to Texas either. They're uh they're having issues. They're having a lot of issues with snow right now. Yeah. Power power's out. And everything. They don't have the snow equipment down there, so they don't know how to deal with it. They can't deal with it. All the snow and the icy roads and everything. Yeah, they're not equipped. That's for sure. It's kind of sucks for them right now. But still colder up here. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's been super cold. We've had uh, quite the stretch of cold weather. So I'm I'm certainly happy for it to just get back up into like the 30s. <laughs> that's uh yeah. that's how it that's how it's been here. But it kind of that's what uh kind of makes it nice to just watch the the guys out at Pebble Beach this weekend. They looked right. just beautiful on the ocean. Uh it's definitely one of my bucket list courses. My dad's played there. Um uh, but Oh yeah? Uh, yeah. How how was it for him? I mean, amazing. I mean, I mean, besides the general, it was amazing. Like a little more detail here. How was it? How was it for him? Like anything cool that happened? Any? Did he have good weather? Did he have like a lot of fog? You know, what was it like? I, I didn't actually. I don't even know many stories. Maybe oh we'll have to God. have him. We'll have to have him on as a special we, guest. We'll have to have him as our first ever guest on the show. There we go. He can tell us himself. I've seen pictures. Uh, of the course, he and not he's not in any of them, but I believe him still. <laughs> well, um, right. Uh, yeah, I don't even know his score. Never saw the scorecard. I don't. 
I can make up something if you want. <laughs> no, you don't have to. How long? How long ago was it? Uh, in the seventies. Seventy. Okay, so yeah. So good old, you know, analog film pictures. <sighs> you know, not not this crap digital film that we use now. No, it was original. <laughs> original. Yeah, that would yeah. be cool to see because you know, of course, it's changed a you know a little bit since then. Yeah. To kind of see like how you know how the course was back then and and look that'd be uh, that'd be kind of neat to see. It's always neat yeah. to look at old older I guess you know course pictures, um, whether it's you know from someone you knew or just someone you know pictures in general of these courses that are so familiar to us nowadays, and you know see the pictures of how they looked back then you know were the greens different were the bunkers different you know how was the the fairways and rough cut you know it's it's it, it just from that stuff it can play so differently yeah yeah let alone these courses that have major like makeovers um yeah these historic courses i mean that's it's even why I try to get on some of the, the big PGA courses. Because, yeah, you're used to seeing them on TV. Then you go there now when you're younger. And then, you know, maybe in 20 years you go back and see, you know, what's changed, what you remember, things like that. But it's kind of cool to see the evolution of places that you feel like you're familiar with. It's yeah. interesting. But, yeah, Pebble Beach. AT&T Pro-Am. That wasn't really much of a Pro-Am. It was just the pros. Yeah, Pebble Beach Pro. <laughs> uh, a little bit different this year, obviously, due to the, the pandemic. They, they cut out the, the amateurs from the event. But still always fun to watch professionals or, or really any anyone play um, at Pebble Beach um, year after year, right? Um, it's always nice to have that course on the PGA Tour schedule. Um, you know, you always think of it as, or at least for me, my most memorable things about that course are are the U.S. Opens that were there, right? Um, yeah. That's how I think of the course. But it's still nice to have at least some event there regularly every year, you know, so you're not, you know, waiting five seven years between events you know seeing that course essentially kind of like kind of like how it is you know over across the pond there with the the open or the british open you know that we know it has um yeah i'm always i'm always like i'm always wanting to see like the old course you know saint andrews but of course that's you know it's not played every year and so it's like is this the year it's back you know on on the schedule no no it's uh it's true this time or something you know so it sometimes it's disappointing to not be able to see a, you know a, a really well-known course or a course that you really love um to not have it on the schedule every year is it's kind of a, a bummer in some years but with pebble being you know always having the at&t pro-am um that's at least kind of nice yeah, I would 100% agree. I think, honestly, Pebble and, you know, maybe like TPC Sawgrass. So, like, there's there's probably like three courses that I just really look forward to. And I just, because of like the visual 
you know, aspects of the course, you just get used to seeing it year over year. And it's just like, it kind of one of just makes you happy. It's one of those go-to, you wait for that tournament to come around. And I mean, similar to, I mean, Augusta, you yeah. know, that goes without saying. I was just going to say that. I was like, that's one of the, one of the reasons why the masters is like my favorite major. It's because yeah. Augusta every year. Yeah. It goes without saying for me, but I was thinking of trying to think of PGA, tour courses right. i mean there's other ones that are, I, I like but as far as like the visual appeal like i mean 18 at pebble beach and yeah. like 17 at sawgrass like i mean just yeah any yeah. golfer waits for those moments or, yeah. you know, and, and for us to like watch those and, and the guys like like you make the trip to play that that or those courses just for like that hole or those holes right yeah like, there's not many courses out there where, you know, you think about that, where it's like, I'm making this trip to play this really nice course, but really, I'm looking forward to just this single hole. And honestly, I could just only play that hole and it would be worth the trip. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't pay as much, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, I had the opportunity, someone was like, hey, come out, come out to California We'll play the 18th hole at Pebble Beach, and that's all we'll do. And I, I would be like, "I'm there. Let's what do it." What time you want me there? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I would make that trip. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of courses, you know, like that. You know, that have yeah. like a signature hole that you know you want to play. Um, yeah. Yeah, Pebble Beach, 18th. Um, TBC Sawgrass, 17th. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not many courses. Yeah, I mean, Augusta probably has. Well, yeah. There's probably like a dozen at Augusta that just do anything to, yeah, to right, get on. Right, right. Augusta's kind of, yeah, that's a, that's a different, that's a different beast. I mean, I want to play 16 at waste management just to see if I can oh get it yeah that too that too right yeah but like that and and that's that's kind of a perfect one in, in terms of you know you can go and play that course like any part of the year and it's not it's not really that you know special of a it's course not, at all without yeah. the but with the stadium the there stadium. yeah with the stadium there on the 16th that just transforms that whole transforms that experience so like if you if you want to go and play tpc scottsdale the stadium course you know you got to do it you got to go and play it close to the the event um you know while they're you know either setting up the stands or they're you know they haven't taken them down yet yeah i mean you really just got to play in the the pro-am on wednesday well right yeah of the waste management, you know, pay out like whatever five grand or yeah. whatever it is. Uh, but if you don't want to pay that much and you want to still get kind of that stadium experience in a way, you got to schedule your trip around the February ish beginning of the year time time frame, basically. Eighteenth at Quail Hollow. Yeah, that one's popping up. Oh yeah, and eighteen at Kapalua. 
Oh yeah, Kapalua. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Kapalua has so much. Just it's Hawaii. (laughs) Like the views are just they're just there. Like that's just yeah. There's not a whole lot of courses though that you know have those views or have the land or, or whatever and um have that scenery it's it's tough yeah but, there's not many courses that are on an island so right. I mean <laughs> right yeah I mean but there and there's a couple of, you know I mean god I just we, we gotta get over and play Whistling Straits cause that that's kinda one of those ones that you feel like you're on an ocean and in Scotland and yeah um, so, so close to us but, but is there a like a single hole on that course that you can think of that would be you know essentially worth the trip that you're like super looking forward to I don't know if there's really a signature hole on that course like that stands out from all of the others say like I want to play that hole I want to play the 18th at Pebble Beach, the 17th at Sawgrass, the whatever at Whistling Straits. Is there a hole like that? Yeah, I want I want to go over uh, to hole 18. Actually, 17 looks pretty awesome too because it's like the par three that like has the huge cliff on the left side. Yeah, um, I want to play 18 and go over to where Dustin Johnson, uh, you know, grounded his <laughs> grounded club his club, and, and just hit a shot from over there. Well, I mean, I'll be there anyhow. That's that's just the natural route of my ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to drop a ball there. It's just going to be there. Yeah, not in one, though. No, no, absolutely not. Definitely definitely <laughs> like three. I'll probably top the drive. Then <laughs> <laughs> that all you team. Shane team ball at Whistling <laughs> look pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, there's some great holes there. I'm not saying there aren't. Um, there's certainly some picturesque holes. Um, They're just not as iconic because right. the tour go, goes there once every 10 years, maybe, maybe, if they're lucky. Yeah. So, it's, you don't, you don't see them year in and year out like Pebble and Quail Hollow. And... Yeah. But I guess that's, that's kind of the point, though, right? Yeah. They become famous because, you know, the familiarity. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. So speaking about Pebble, I think, I mean, she yeah, can't be, uh, got me the uh, best man award. That's yeah. my, it's my guy. I thought he had a chance to do it. I was rooting for him, but to be honest, I was also rooting for Spieth a lot. I, uh, it's really good to see him back in form, you know, two weeks in a row. Yeah. I'm, really, I'm rooting for the, I'm rooting for the guy. He's starting to kind of get his form back a little bit. Two two straight weeks where he has the lead going into Sunday. Yeah. Um which is which is much better than he's done, you know, in the last like thousand days essentially. In yeah, the last couple years. Um so just you think, you think he's already I mean, just first gut reaction do you think he's building a lot of confidence from these two weeks or he's like frustrated now that he's gotten close and hasn't been able to close the door no i think i think he's gaining confidence um and you think he knows he understands where he's been um and he he understands how hard it is to to win on the pga tour 
Yeah. Um, and it's not like he hasn't won before, you know, that it's not like, oh, I've had these two opportunities to, to finally win and I've blown it. No, he's, he's been at the top of the mountain. Yeah, he, he's won. He knows what it takes. He's just yeah. trying to get back up there. And I honestly, right now, I feel like he's kind of gaining confidence. He's like, I'm kind of hitting this stride or I'm getting good, kind of heading towards, you know, Augusta time, right? Right. Right? So I, I think that's kind of what he's looking forward to mostly. Like these these events here, yeah, he, sure, he wants to win them. But ultimately, I think, you know, he's trying to get his game up to speed so he can – you know, get his get another green jacket. Yeah, he's on, he's on that level. I mean, those major championship winners, like he, he's one of those you know few dozen people people in the world or players in the world that you know they, they measure themselves by the majors. I mean, yes, they want to collect their PGA Tour wins, but they really it's all about priming the pump for the uh, for the majors. Um, and he's on. I think he's on that list. And he. Yeah, it's been a few years, but uh, that's why I'm really excited to see what, how he's, you know, how he kind of trends going into Augusta. Yeah, I think uh, I think the tour is much better when he's playing well. Not yeah. maybe not necessarily the winning. Tour and Under Armour. Well, right, right. Maybe not necessarily like winning, but being up there and competing, um, which is something yeah. he hasn't really done a whole lot of the last couple of years. Um, and speaking of guys like Spieth who have found their struggles, you're seeing now a guy who is kind of going that Spieth route of the last couple of years and Ricky Fowler really kind of dropping down, which is sad for me to see because I really like Ricky Fowler. Because he got married. <laughs> well, Spieth got married too, so maybe that's it. Yeah. It went down a little bit, you know. You got to get that mojo back. So yeah. just a couple years from now, Ricky's going to yeah, be yeah, right yeah. back up. Not not well fed. Yeah. And I I I say that in in jest. <laughs> I don't ever yeah. I don't ever think that's the case. But I don't know. I could. You you want them to be happy? I mean, they just yeah. Gotta, they got to find that balance. That that's what I mean. Like I, you know, I'm never going to blame it on like someone being happy with with a significant other or something like there's much more important things in life than than golf right but but yeah playing on the pga tour and winning on the pga tour competing on the you know tour that's difficult to do for anyone and you got to be you know like 100 percent committed you got to be really you know focused and so if you know something's new in your life in terms of you know a marriage or whatever you got to figure that out um, you know, to see what what works for you. Obviously, a lot of guys on tour have gotten married, so it's not like it's you know it's a thing that prevents people from winning on tour. It's 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 like you can't you can't win on tour unless you're single or something. If that was the case, man, I would be winning all the majors, but <laughs> but it's not. I can tell you right now. It's not how golf works. It's not the key. (laughs) (laughs) Let you know. I know from experience. I wonder if they've ever done a study about like guys like stroke average, like before and after. Oh, it's it's a lot higher when you're single. I'll tell you that. Big big day. (laughs) Their stroke averages. There's a lot more strokes. A lot lot more strokes when you're single. (laughs) 
Oh, that's just great. But uh, even on tour, maybe who knows? Who knows? Uh, but the uh, it'd be interesting if there was. We'll have to see if we can find a study on that. But uh, yeah, Ricky is. Uh, I don't know. I mean. I think yeah, you find it. You put it in perspective. You're trying to find balance, find be happy, and then but yeah, you like you said, you need to be committed to your practice. You need to have a team around you that's all going for the same goal and just helping you focus. And I mean, you gotta you gotta punch the clock with the uh, with the practicing. It's kind of it's a huge thing when you're sometimes you know it's hard to see you know if i if i only if i cut my session short by an hour today you know you're not going to see that right away but it's just day after day week after week yeah you can't cut corners little little things compound and become big things essentially yeah yeah because then the weeks and the months and the years fly by and then you wonder can i ever win again on tour do i have do i still have it and like the all that those mental bugaboos start uh, playing with the ego, the delicate ego. Yeah, and and I'm 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 someone who thinks just just like Jordan Spieth playing well makes the tour better. I I feel like the tour is also better when Ricky Fowler plays well because Ricky has um, been such such a good player for the youth of this game. In terms of interacting with the fans and getting young people kind of into golf that maybe, you know, don't look at golf, you know, in the traditional sense. You have a guy like Ricky who's a little bit, you know, a little bit out there with his, you know, he likes motocross and, you know, likes these other things and, you know, dresses, you know, in... You know, not the old, not not Justin Thomas type of style, right? He's got he's got his own style, and and kids kind of gravitate towards that, and you know, get into the game because of that. So if he you know does well, I think that that only helps the game. So I, I'm certainly, you know, besides being a fan of him, I'm certainly looking forward to him getting back, you know, into form. Yeah, I would definitely agree like wholeheartedly i would say ricky even more than jordan i mean yeah jordan has more majors and wins but uh i definitely think that ricky is like more uh he, he draws a bigger crowd he's just more kids he just got that young fresh millennium you know cut, like he's a little more edgy and you know he's got the diversity whatever you want to i mean he's not just the the caucasian player the typical i guess um but so he just he it's a, a broader audience that uh seems to follow him and gravitate towards him he's just got a certain different charisma than a lot of other players so i would say yeah i mean God, he'd be at the very like he'd be in the top five of just good for the tour. Like when he wins, like the popularity of golf goes up. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So for sure, he's, he's one of those few. He's he's just really magnetic out there. I mean, Jordan Jordan's definitely had his moments, but I don't know. Just yeah, I mean, they're different. Both players kind of have their target audiences. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and both both definitely move that needle for the tour when they're when they're playing yeah. well. They're, yeah, they're they're part of that younger generation. Like yeah, yeah. They're well, what they're a part of uh, the golf boys. They're both 
they're both in that little uh, group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Remember? that. Yeah, they used to. It's we haven't seen. Uh, we haven't. Well, I mean, last year we we kind of did a little bit, but we haven't seen like the uh, the the spring break, you know, Snapchat videos from them or whatever with uh, Spieth and Fowler and uh, JT and Smiley Kaufman. You know, that was kind of fun yeah. for for a little bit there. Um, when that wasn't even, yeah, that's kind of a, that's a group, but I guess, remember the golf boys? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, uh, that, that? that was actually Bubba, Dan yeah. Crane, Hunter Mahan and Ricky Fowler. Yeah. So, but yeah, JT and then Smiley and Jordan are kind of their own. I think we've seen Instagram pictures of the spring breakers. Off. Yeah. Doing spring break stuff. Well, JT and Fowler had a, a little lefty match last year, kind of a almost yeah. like a spring break type of thing, kind of when you know the COVID hit and um, you know the tour kind of paused there. Yeah, that was kind of fun to watch because it gave you a little bit of a different you know insight into these players where they're they're playing you know they're offhand left-handed. <laughs> And just having fun, you know, and enjoying themselves. It's always fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to see them show their personalities. I dig it. And that's and that's one of the that's one of the fun things about this Pebble Beach Pro Am every year is you get to see kind of players and then obviously the, the celebrities that play in it, you know, having fun and kind of enjoying themselves out there. Um, it's a nice little yeah. break from the normal Tour event. Alfonso. Alfonso was doing his uh, Donaldson <laughs> this weekend. He he made a couple big putts for half a million dollars. Yeah. Speaking speaking of celebrities, how about uh, how about the twenty fifth anniversary of Happy Gilmore? Oh, you told me about that, and I just it makes me want to go watch it right now. <laughs> God, what? Makes, makes me want to go and hit a hole-in-one on par four. Yeah. I mean, we're not even just biased, like, because we're hockey and golf players and golfers. Like, that was just a great, hilarious movie. I mean, I think it's in Adam Sandler's top three. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You got Waterboy, Happy Billy. Gilmore. And Billy Madison. It's those, up there. Those, I, I, I would say Waterboy and Happy Gilmore are definitely in the top three for me. Yeah. Like, no doubt about it. The third one, I could be convinced from a couple different movies. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, those are, he's made some good ones. But, yeah, Happy Gilmore turns 25. That's crazy. Yeah. The years fly by. Yeah, days are long, years are fast. Good old Shooter McGavin. <laughs> that that's such a great character. <laughs> yeah. I was reading up on facts about Happy and he he almost didn't do that role. 
I mean, can you imagine Christopher McDonald if he did not take that role? Like, how much he'd be kicking himself? Like, um, it just said he didn't want to be stereotyped as a villain, but he read the script and talked to Adam and just was convinced that this would just be a funny, funny ass film. And, yeah, and and it's not like obviously, yeah, he's the antagonist in that story, but people still like love him, you know. People, oh, he's definitely the antagonist. Right, but no, but I'm saying like, you know, when you, like when people are quoting, you know, from that movie or whatever, they love, you know, his lines and they, they love like his like demeanor and, you know, everything. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Like he's not, he's not really a villain um, in a sense where you're like, oh, I hate that guy, you know. Um, he's, he's not like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. he's like a lovable antagonist, um, just a just a guy that's hilarious um, that you can just quote from and and you know there's you know Twitter accounts that you know play off him you know and and there was that picture of him and like Tiger a few years ago or whatever shooting McGavin and Tiger Woods uh-huh. <laughs> that picture was circling the internet like like people love him in that sense um, yeah. So definitely, definitely a positive move in his career. Definitely did yeah. not backfire. No, he said it was one of the very best moves of his career. Yeah. So no, it's uh, there's so many one-liners from that movie, especially as golfers. Just oh yeah, send it home, happy. <laughs> send it home. It's all in the hips. All in the hips. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five years. That's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Is it? Where would it rank in terms of your favorite golf movies? Not just not Adam Sandler movies, golf movies in general. Golf movies, yeah. I mean, top five for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely top five. Nothing touches <laughs> nothing, nothing Caddyshack. So I'm just trying to trying to place it like I don't know, maybe number three. Maybe number three. Bind. Yeah. Um, it, either Legend of Bagger Vance or uh, Tin Cup. Tin Cup, yeah. I I think I have it at two behind Caddyshack. Um, just because, as you mentioned, just how quotable it is. It's yeah. just it's just a fun it's a fun golf movie, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, those other movies. I love love for their own reasons too, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, like, and, and once again, as you mentioned, we're we're both kind of hockey guys as well. So the <laughs> fact that there's kind of that, you know, <laughs> that blend of of sports in that movie is is pretty great. Um, yeah, it was kind of giveaway that you the fact that you play you know rounds of golf in your Boston Bruins jersey and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I think I knew it was one of your favorite movies. Yeah, have you ever gone as happy for Halloween? No, I don't. I don't own a Boston Bruins jersey, so I've never <laughs> done it. But you thought about it. I thought about it, <laughs> but never, never have done it. Yeah, me neither. But I might, you know, I might have to. Once the snow melts, I might have to find a batting cage to get 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 ready for hockey season again. <laughs> Only 365 more days. 
I have brought out my uh, like a junior hockey stick with a straight blade for oh yeah putted with it myself. So on the golf course just to kind of see what it, what it would be like, and then we've also used it in some of our like golf outings as like the Happy Gilmore hole. Where right. We're best to putt with it. I was gonna say that's a pretty popular thing for for outings and, and scrambles and stuff like that to have a hole that that has a hockey stick like that in, in honor of Happy Gilmore. Yeah. You either have to putt like him or hit a driver like him. Yeah. And we are not responsible for any driver <laughs> drivers broken in the making of this golf hole. Oh man. I rarely ever hit my driver to begin with. I don't know how I do with that. <laughs> you never practiced the Happy Gilmore. No, I I have, but I'm saying like when I'm golfing in general, like I don't I don't use my driver much at all. Yeah, because I I just I need to relearn how to hit it. Um, so like nowadays, I I don't know how I would do trying a Happy Gilmore with a driver if I can't even really hit a driver to begin with <laughs> that's <laughs> all i'm get, saying can, can it can it get worse than it already is <laughs> no it cannot <laughs> so might as well might as well give it a shot i mean so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> there's well a couple, there's a couple of good videos of people doing that at like top golf oh, yeah. i think i think it even says like do not hit like Happy Gilmore because then, like, if you're on a balcony, like, there's the netting and yeah. people definitely gone over the I've, edge. I've seen people fall into the netting. Um, <laughs> you mix you mix alcohol with with heights, <laughs> not good. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure like the social aspect, like, you know, your 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 guys and your girls are there and you're trying to impress everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but, you know, you're, you know, whenever you see, it, it's a lot of, lot of casual golfers too, right? Which yeah. is great. Which is great. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, may not know how to grip a golf club correctly and they're swinging out of their shoes, you know, it's not the greatest combination. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, things can go wrong <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, you know, club goes flying. They go tripping over themselves. Yeah. It's a tough look. But I think it's time for us to make some picks, Nick. Yeah. Genesis Invitational. Riviera Country Club, one of the coolest looking uh, clubhouses in my mind. I always love yeah. I always love the view of the, the clubhouse right behind that 18th hole. Um it's very neat, neat, picturesque. Talking, yeah. talking about picturesque holes. It uh, is very neat. Honestly, Riviera is one of my would be a really fun course to like because there's been an event there for what eighty years, like different names to it. But I mean, Riviera is yeah one of those. You know, it's not visually appealing that that eighteenth hole, but it's it's memorable and it's familiar. I mean, yeah. that would be a fun, that would be a fun course to play. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just gotta we gotta find someone who who's a member there, hook us up. 
Maybe a little. Do you know who my father is? <laughs> Do you know who I am? I am one of the hosts of the Downswing Golf Podcast, don't you know? Yeah, if this thing never, uh, you know, we appreciate both of our listeners, but <laughs> if this thing ever, you know, takes off, no, that's that'll be our, our that'll be our way on to get on that course. Yep, my our tickets right there. Stamp them. <laughs> so let's uh, let's make some picks. It's pretty uh, pretty good field this week. Yeah. Um, I'll uh, I'll give you I the mean, honor, Your Honor. I mean, Daniel Berger did kind of drop out or withdraw after getting a win at Pebble Beach. Yeah, um, he's gonna be nursing a you know seven day hangover. <laughs> I don't blame him. Don't blame him at all. He's gonna he's gonna have a massive case of the cocktail flus. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, uh, best man pick for me. Oh man. Um I think I'm going to go um oh, you know what? I'm going to go with Dustin Johnson. Okay. Good old DJ. Nice. That's uh that is a good one. Uh you know I just want to, you know, really watch him this weekend. And I mean, if you're going, if you're going top shelf like that, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna come back with Rory. Oh, Rory! Just, uh, just named as the what's his what's his official position? He's the Nick? chairman the of chairman. the Player Advisory Council mm. on the PGA Tour. Mm, quite yes, mm. Mr. Chairman. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that affects Rory's game. Will he have his mind elsewhere, or will he will he be in the game? Will he be like EA Sports? He's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. EA Sports. <laughs> All right. Bring it wow. back. Bring it back. Dark horse. Who you got? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go too dark because I feel like we've we've heard his name a lot recently. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little Maverick here. Nah, I'm gonna go Maverick McNeely. He's uh, he had a great finish there. I mean, I, and I I tend to like I think when your game's on, your game's on when you know when you know what what it's doing. He, he's a West Coaster. He likes playing on the West Coast, so he's um you know we're still out there for. A little while I saw a little bit, a couple of his interviews, and just uh, I think he's going to be someone to watch the next few years. So I'm going to start watching him at the Genesis a little more. No, no. For me, Dark Horse. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. I am going to go with Victor Hovland. The Victor. The Victor was the spoils. Any reason? You just you just like saying Victor? I like I like I like saying. I like saying Victor. his name Victor. Victor. You know, I was I was kinda of thinking, you know the defending champion, Adam Scott, but 
I decided, decided to go away from that. Want to go with, with a different foreigner. And then, final pick, the uh, Trunk Slammer, guy who's going to be going home none too pleased Friday afternoon. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Matt Jones. Jones. Does he have, like, a... Having a bad hair day? Is that... Uh, no, he's... No, it's nothing. It's nothing bad. It's uh, but is the, the light? The lighting is a little. The flash on the camera is not doing him any favors. In his profile pic, that's that's all it really is. Otherwise, like he, he looks fine. He looks normal. But the flash, the flash is what's getting me here. And it's speaking, flash. it's speaking to me. Like he's gonna be blinded by that light, and he's just not gonna be able to read the greens, and it's gonna be bad news bears. Bad news bears. Um, all right. Who do you think? Going Tim Whiting. Tim Whiting? Really? Him? Okay. The trunk slammer? The guy with yeah. no picture? Yeah. Come on. I know. That's such that's such a No, that's a that's a great pick. That's a that's a good idea that the guys might might have a, a rough week. If he doesn't have a profile picture on on tour, he might be rough. I mean, if we don't unless you want me to repick based on a profile pick. You did pick based on a profile pick. He yeah, has I, no profile pick. That's pick based on the lack of. That's what I mean. That's a good yeah. pick. I was just trying to throw you for a loop. I was, I was trying to maybe make me second guess. Yeah, because I do. I do feel like that's a pretty good pick for for a trunk slammer. <laughs> so, all right, Genesis Invitational. Our picks are in. Look out for Rory McIlroy facing off against Dustin Johnson as our best man. Dark Horses, Maverick McNeely for Nick and Victor Hovland for me. And then thinking of guys who uh, might not be too happy Friday afternoon, Nick's got Tim Whiting and I've got Matt Jones. So, who? Yeah, you know. Matt Jones. Jones, <laughs> comma, Matt. That's Matt who. Jones. Matt Ooh, Jones. Jones. <laughs> so, yeah. all right. Good stuff. Yeah, buddy. Any last words before we sign off? Just peace, love, and birdies. Peace, Not- love, and birdies. And snow melting. Please. Please. Any day now. <laughs> Come on. 
Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. Howard. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.